You're listening to The Jay Barker Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. More important than what you do. The only way that you're going to have any kind of success in your life, you have to buy into a process of what it takes to reach a goal. How can I be the best I can be at what I do? How much of your time was spent and how much was it invested in your goal? Can't do it unless you can overcome adversity because that's what makes great things great is the things that you had to overcome to accomplish them. We have about five choices in our life, and everybody has a choice as to what they want to do and how they want to do that. But if you're going to be excellent or elite, you got to do special things. You have to have special intensity. You have to have special focus. It doesn't matter what God-given ability that you have, but without the rest of it, I'm not sure you ever get excellent or elite. You have to have toughness. What does it take to break you? I don't care what circumstance you're faced with. What does it take to break your focus, to make you give in, you're tired, or you don't feel like giving effort or finishing the play like you should? I'm not saying it's our goal to try to break you. It's just the way it is in football. It's going to be difficult. You're getting yourself ready to play at a high level. And just because you got beat on the last play, that can't affect the next play. That's breaking you. Your frustration is breaking you. What does it take to break you? We should help others. We should serve other people all the time. You cannot be a leader and affect other people if you're not willing to serve other people. Think of our lives as every day we should appreciate the opportunity that we have to accomplish and affect something. Earn this. Everybody made all these sacrifices for you to live. Go live a good life. Be a good father. Help other people. Accomplish something of significance. Make a difference. That would be my message to everybody here. Make a difference and help everybody's spirit in a positive way. God bless you and roll tight. Jay Barker led the Crimson Tide to a national championship in 1992. Winner of the Johnny Unitas Golden Arm Award and a finalist for the Heisman Trophy. Voted the SEC Player of the Year and was drafted by the Green Bay Packers. Also seeing time with the New England Patriots and the Carolina Panthers. He is the winningest quarterback in Alabama history. 35-2-1. Member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Jay Barker brings that same championship quality and football expertise to his own radio network and show. Joining him is Lars Anderson, New York Times bestselling author, 20-year veteran of Sports Illustrated, and professor at the University of Alabama. Live from the AVX Studios in Birmingham, Alabama, The Jay Barker Show. You know, the only injury we have is, you know, JoJo got a Jones fracture in his foot uh, in practice couple days ago so those things are probably six to eight weeks so we just have to see how it goes but hopefully you know maybe by october 1st or something like that he'll be close to being ready to come back but he was doing a really really good job having a really good camp Uh, probably the best he's been on a consistent basis you just saw a guy that grew up and was playing with a lot of confidence so uh, we'll miss him for a while but you know, we want him to get well, and I'm sure he'll contribute to the team at some point in time this year. JoJo Earl out for six to eight weeks. Alabama's got a lot of wide receivers, none with much experience. JoJo was one, and what are the Alabama going to do about punt returns? And the Eagles in honor of who else but the Eagles. And that, of course, is Nick Saban's favorite band. They're coming to Birmingham. Will Nick 
kind of skip the weekend against Austin P and just come on over to the BJCC? Actually, it's Legacy Arena. Hey, everybody, I'm Matt Coulter, along with Lars Anderson and Jay Barker. Jay, what's happening? You want to go see the Eagles with me and Nick? Uh, that'd be a lot of fun, my gosh. It'd be so much fun to do. Uh, to go see that. I've seen the Eagles a couple of times in concert and always a, a great uh, event performance by them. But, uh, man, I hope you're doing well. I know we got Lars connected in as well, so – uh, look forward to uh, hearing all that's been going on with him. But let me remind everybody real quick, we're presented by Top Golf of Birmingham. Get out the Top Golf today. You'll absolutely love it. We call it the bowling of this generation, and uh, it is awesome. The food, the drinks, the fun. They do a lot of charity events, a lot of birthday parties, bachelorette parties, bachelor parties, you name it. The Top Golf of Birmingham. Also driven by Sonny King Ford on the sunny side of the street. Go by and see Tony Russell and all the great folks at Sunny King Ford. We got Rick Carley coming up at 1215, Matt, and uh, also Greg Brewer at 115. So, Looking forward to spending time with both of those guys. Greg is with the Alabama Officials Association. And uh, also, as many of y'all know, Rick Carley from NBC. And uh, also, uh, all that he's done over the years um, and uh, with Rick uh, um, with sports and covering high school sports and all that. So I look forward to talking to him. He was actually uh, Lars, an in-studio guest with us for, what, uh, I guess, year one, year two, doing the high school report sports. Yeah, Rick was great and uh, really happy for him with his uh, his new gig, and he's been doing a great job. It's really not that new anymore. Uh, thanks for covering for me yesterday, guys. Uh, had some travel issues, um, not surprisingly. <laughs> you know, I, I, I joked that I went like 24 years without ever missing a flight, and now my last two trips have <laughs> missed flights. So, uh, yeah, it's a different different world out there. And I'm sure you guys talked about this yesterday, but uh, I, I would love, uh, before we get back to JoJo Earl and the significance of uh, the injury he uh, suffered, I'm sure you guys talked yesterday about the, the TV deal between the Big Ten and um, and, and, and uh, NBC. Um, or sorry, excuse me, uh, Big Ten and Fox. And just the sheer numbers of it and the fact that ESPN now is really going to be out of the college football business. There's not they're not they're not going to be a major partnership in college sports uh, anymore. And that that that's pretty shocking. And so what we're going to have is the three different networks are going to are expected to acquire the rights to the league's games in, in three different windows. You know, Fox will be at noon. CBS will be in the afternoon and NBC will be in prime time. But um, I'll go to you, uh, uh, Matt. Just uh, what was your reaction when you read this news that the ESPN Big Ten marriage, which goes back to the third year of ESPN's existence, uh, is over? Well, the first thing I thought as well, ESPN and I'm not avoiding your question. First thing I thought is, a, wow, no SEC at 2.30 on Saturday afternoons on CBS. Boom. I mean, that, that's been going on for a long, long time. But this is just the way it's going to be. The one thing that really surprised me about everything is, is that Amazon and Netflix or whomever, Apple TV, wasn't a major player. Who's to say that they're not going to come into this at a later date? And I, I fully expect them to. And, Lars, your buddy uh, – Tim Brando was on yesterday and he had a lot of really good things to say and much of which I will just ditto in our conversation now. 
But the face of college football and the face of the television rights and the conferences is just changing. And, Jay, the numbers are absolutely astronomical. And my biggest concern is that eventually we're going to get to a situation where we're going to have to pay for every single thing. But as Brando said yesterday, Jay, that's not necessarily a bad thing because you're going to be able to see just about any game in any conference in any college football stadium all year long. Yeah, and I think the biggest thing, too, is that these are all major networks. I mean, you know, not that everybody's got the antennas now, but um, if you don't have cable, if you don't have uh, streaming, uh, you're getting a lot of content that you can get just over, over air. So that's that's a huge deal, kind of going backwards a little bit when it comes to this. But I, I, streaming will step in at some point in time uh, in this. I, I know that they've talked about um, whether it being – uh, you know, the Hulu's of the world, YouTube TV, you got uh, Apple uh, as well jumping in. Amazon is jumping in big time on all this stuff with streaming. They want the live content. And in order to get that live content, they, they want sporting events. They want things that people are going to pay close attention to because they want eyes. And that's going to just continue to grow the, the dollar amounts and, and what all these different conferences can do. So but big move by the Big Ten, uh, the NBC, Fox, CBS kind of stealing away that, that 230 slot. Uh, for the uh, uh, SEC games we've been all so used to over the years. But um, don't ever count ESPN out. I mean, they, they're, they've got their plans and, and they're, um, you know, looking at, with I guess, creating alliance with the SEC, which they feel like is probably the most dominant com- conference in America when it comes to uh, a lot of the, uh, the viewing and uh, the, the passion of college football in the Southeast. So uh, we'll, we'll see kind of how it all kind of plays out and lands there. But, yeah, Lars, that was a great uh, conversation yesterday with Tim talking about that and, and really getting his perspective of being a guy that's been involved in this. It was at ESPN when all that started, when they started the college football, uh, carrying, carrying that, what, 37 years ago, I think it was. And uh, and then for him, where he's at now with Fox and kind of where things are going. But uh, also talked about, Lars, as far as the NBC deal with Big Ten, is, you know, what does that do for the contract that Notre Dame was looking at wanting to get? They were going to go from, I think, 15 or $20 million to looking at trying to get $75 million dollars. Uh, out of NBC, does that cut into the money that they thought that they could get through a contract? And also, does this now align them even better with the Big Ten if they were to make a move into a conference? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that is one of the big takeaways here is I think this all but ensures that Notre Dame is going to end up in the Big Ten. And, uh, you know, I read how one group of five athletic director, he called the Big Ten's decision a, quote, bad move. And he compared it to when uh, the Big East basketball, when they uh, left uh, ESPN and very quickly lost relevance. But I, I don't think that's that's going to be the situation here. But ESPN simply wouldn't match the Big Ten's package for that prime time window. And it's like, I believe, seven years, $380 million per year. Just because ESPN, I think, feels, one, that, that given their new SEC deal and what they're paying for it, but I think we're only talking about a few million dollars that 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 the Big Ten and the uh, ESPN were off, and I think ESPN always says, well, you need to give us a bit of a break because we promote you, you know, across multiple platforms. We're the only 24-hour, seven-day-a-week, all-sports national network and and uh i mean there's no denying that but this is a a bold move by the big 10 and 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 you're right i I think ultimately one of the the 
the, the main takeaways from this is that this is when the door was officially opened for Notre Dame, Matt. And, and I, and I think Notre Dame is going to walk through it pretty, pretty soon. And that will be just the, the sort of next domino to fall. And then it'll be interesting to see how does the ESPN respond or how does the SEC respond? You know, do they go after Clemson or uh, a few teams in the ACC? It'd be pretty fascinating to watch. Well, we'll see if uh, ESPN throws Disney World at the Southeastern Conference. It's, uh, boy, it's a big, big money game, and it, and it gets a little frustrating. I'd rather talk about football, but this is a major part of it, and we have to understand that. All right, you're listening to the Jay Barker Show with Matt Coulter and Lars Anderson. There's Jay. Uh, Rick Carley's going to be joining us uh, from 6 to 13 and a major player in social media. That's all coming up. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. Never miss a moment of the action. Download the free Tide 100.9 app today. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Occasionally cloudy with scattered to numerous showers and thunderstorms this afternoon and tonight. The high today, 88. Tonight's low, 72. For tomorrow, partially sunny, a chance of widely scattered showers or thunderstorms. The high, 89. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 84 degrees in Tuscaloosa. along with Lars Anderson and entering the studio literally as we speak is uh, the one and only Rick Carl. Hey, what are you Rick, doing, man? What are you doing? Well, I, I uh, was kind of shopping around Homewood, and I just uh, walked in here. I, I thought this was the, the uh, you know, the antique store. Oh, uh, kind well, of is. Are you talking here. about me? Whoa. Yeah, whoa. No, but no, uh. no. It's, it's nice, to, nice to have me and nice to uh, be here, and uh, good to see you again, Matt. Well, uh, for those that don't know, and I wouldn't, Imagine anyone listening or watching this through our our uh, media platforms and streaming. Rick, you've been you came in early eighties, is that right? Eighty nine. I, I took uh, Eli's place. Okay, at Channel Six in eighty nine. That was early, and that was a year after Eli took the Bama gig. Right. And so what would happen? He was really busy in NASCAR and in uh, you know with Bama football. So they were looking for a guy that's more consistent. Right. I mean, is a Monday through Friday guy. And, uh, yeah, I took that job in 89, and then I worked uh, at, uh, there for, what, 30 years? And then uh, I've been at 13 for almost three. So. Has it been three years? This is three in November. Yeah. That's crazy, isn't it? I'm going to try and draw a parallel here. You know, if, 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 you're, if you're Ohio State or Georgia, you play to the number one. I mean, Alabama's the top dog, Big Cheese. Right. So if you're second, mm-hmm. you're not bad. Your social media platform are second in this state to only yeah, the one yeah. and only James Spann, who, as I understand it, 
He uh, one out of every four people walking around follows him on, on some platform. Do they really? And, he and is, you're not far behind. Well, no, no, no. He's he's dwarfing me, but he is a he is heading toward one a million a million followers on Facebook, and that has to be you know these local markets, TV markets, New York, L.A., down to Birmingham, and they they, they meter these and they count all your hits and all that, and he he could be the top guy in the nation i mean he he is that he is that strong me i i i would be up there for sure your number two i mean i've asked uh, james and i have talked about it yeah no we you are no i i do pretty two. well and and again i take a different approach i i write sometimes these sappy stories that that people enjoy i write about other people you know someone asked me what my secret was to facebook social media having so many followers i said well you know a lot of people put pictures of themselves and you know looking cool and i i put pictures of other people you know i write about other people so i think that's a key if you want to do well write about uh, good deeds and, and good things by uh, by good people so rick carley i hope you're doing well my man and uh, we got lars as well uh, both of us uh, away from hey, the lars. studio today but uh hope you're uh, having a, hey, having a good one but uh wanted to first of all you talked about 1989 and then you know after that We had you in on the show as well, what, four years ago, I guess, right before uh, you went over to NBC. And Do you miss that at all, the sports side of it, and miss the high school covering all, yeah, all the different uh, athletes and players? Yeah. Well, first let me say, say that when I took that job, 1989, I am so old that I was covering Jay Barker when he was at Hewitt Trustville. And by the way, yeah. Jay, uh, Scott Meyer says he was the better quarterback on that team. He just wanted you to He tells everybody that. He was before me. He doesn't. He doesn't. But, uh, no, do I miss it? Yes. What I don't miss is um, being in Pasadena at 4 in the morning, you know, after a national championship game with three producers in the air saying, you've got 50 minutes to get this stuff edited and get on television. That's kind of stressful. Now, what I miss very much is uh, being in the middle of it. Now, the good thing about Channel 13, WVTM 13, they've been very good. Uh, to me, they sent me to the national championship game in Indianapolis with six people. They sent me to, uh, you know, Iron Bowls. They sent me to major events. So they have me anchor Iron Bowl specials. So uh, while I am doing the morning show, if it's a it's a, a big event, they include me. So I'm not totally out of it, but I do miss the I miss the high school football high. Man, you're doing an hour of high school football on a Friday, and you you get done with that, and you're like, whoa, that well, was. A, and then you only have ten, then you only have ten minutes yeah. to edit a four a, <laughs> exactly. a full three minute piece. Yeah. And, 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 but uh, God, did that get you juiced? I. I well, I the, get excited. What, and, the high school show? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that stuff unbelievable. unbelievable. Well, it's because it's unscripted. you got these photographers throwing these 5 by 7 cards at you, and so I, I would be reading the highlights as you watch them. But, no, this is a, a different stage in my life. It's gone really well. The station, WVTM, is a very good station from the set to the graphics to the directing to the editing to the photographers. Just very, very, very strong, and it's, uh, it's nice to be able to work with such professional people and – I uh, get a chance to do some nice features and uh, anchor some of the big sporting events. So uh, I'm kind of in my wheelhouse right now. So things are working out. Rick. Uh, Rick Carley is in the studio here. Yeah, Rick, a couple questions for you. Um, one, how is uh, how early does the alarm go off for you? Uh, do you believe in the power of the nap? And three, what is a cool story that you've worked on recently that um, has touched people in maybe an unexpected way? Um, a, 2.15 a.m. Ouch. Um, B, yes, 
I believe in the nap, although I don't take a nap every day, probably twice a week. Uh, it depends how I feel. I just listen to my body. But I, I set the alarm at 2.15. I get to bed about 8.15, so I get six hours. But, by you know, by the time you fall asleep, it's down to five. And then, of course, you wake up an hour early. It's down to four. So I'm not getting enough, quite frankly. But, look, it's, it's, not, it's not hard work I'm doing. It's very enjoyable work. And um, as far as the features, I've done a lot of news. One. I, I just did one on a guy named Jason McCollum. He is from Col- uh, Coleman. And here's, here's you know, I, I kind of echo these TV features from my Facebook page. And I wrote about Jason, 48 years old, father of three. He had COVID a year ago, beat COVID, went to UAB, okay? But he's on an ECMO machine that is keeping him alive because he needs a double lung transplant. So this guy has been at UAB for over a year. He has not seen his kids has, he has Ma. not been home now now i get word a week ago he's in heart failure so he is been at uab his home for a year and a month waiting for a heart lung transplant he still wow. walks a mile and a half a day up and down the halls he cheers other patients up he has the nurses and the doctors amazed you know, so those are the the kind of things and that, that I like doing a lot of. Uh, uh, I've just got back. I just walked into the studio from from Moody, Alabama. I'm doing a feature on a, a 23 year old man with uh, cerebral palsy who was blind, who has a showcase uh, 2011 Mustang GT convertible, uh, 412 horsepower. That's oh, his. And he can't drive it because he's blind, so mom and dad drive it. And he he drives around in the back seat in Moody of his convertible and waves to people. And I'm calling the piece Driving Mr. Dillon because his name is Dillon. And, the, you know, that's a nice kind of human feature, too. So, uh, you know, there's a lot of them. I, I do a lot of them echoing my, my uh, kind of uh, more touchy-feely stuff on Facebook. So it's been a lot of fun. It's amazing. Yeah, Rick, Rick, I don't want- very heartwarming. So. Rick, yeah, I don't want you to give away any, any secrets, but... You know, one of the keys I always tell my students, if not the key to having a long career in journalism, sports journalism, whatever kind of whatever genre is, if you are a story idea generating person, you will have a job because story ideas, right, are the currency that we traffic in. And so do your your ideas, do people just suggest them? Again, I don't want you to give away any secrets or anything because everybody has their own methodology of of coming up with story ideas. But do people suggest them to you over Facebook? Do you just get tipped off or do you read about them in maybe smaller papers and then you try to blow it out uh, in, in a larger fashion? Kind of all of the above, Lars. I mean, I think that a lot of people, I'm at the stage now, with my following, that a lot of pe- people come to me, and I get all sorts of uh, you know messages on Messenger and on Facebook and emails. But then again, if I'm lying around and watching television, I might be scrolling down Facebook. If I see something, I might screen grab it real quick, find that person on Facebook, have him or her call me. You know, I've got one, not to give my story away to another TV station here, but, uh, you know, I-, I heard the other day somebody called me the, the-, the Alabama School for the Blind. Is part of the Alabama School for the Deaf and the Blind. They have started a marching band. They got a bunch of. They, they're out on the field the other day for the first time in school history. They got sixty blind kids walking around the track around the football field. They're working on a halftime show that they're going to put on this oh. fall on Friday nights, and they're blind. I mean, so that's a great – and two real quick ones yesterday, and these just kind of came to me. Uh, you talk about what the Sabins are doing. And, again, you know, you've seen what Bruce Pearl did, taking his kids to Israel. I mean, some of those kids were baptized in the Jordan River. 
a week yeah, ago that's amazing. where Jesus was baptized. And I, look, if you're going to get baptized, I mean, yeah. the Jordan River is a pretty good place to. So, you know, that did real well. And real quick, um, on, on the Bama front. You know, a lot of us talk football and get stats in the backup tight end of the four-star out of South Carolina, whatever. But two stories that I noticed yesterday that I wrote on that have done real well. Coach Saban, before practice, walks over to the million-dollar band practice field. Now, you know, he didn't have to. I'm sure he probably got a ride from Cedric or whatever, but you know where that field is, up by Arby's, right? Yeah. He walks up there, takes the microphone from the band director, told all the million-dollar band kids how great they were, gave them tips and, you know, how much they mean to the university. Can you imagine being a sophomore trumpet player and here comes the GOAT? So then he goes back to the indoor practice facility, brings back a pep band, a smaller portion of that band, and they sing and teach the Alabama fight song to the football players inside. So now, while this is happening, a lot of people didn't know this, Terry Sabin is at their latest Habitat for Humanity house yesterday with all the wives of the football assistant coaches landscaping the whole house. They did the sod, the trees, the bushes, the flowers, the whole landscape. That house is now ready to be lived in by a a, a family uh, via Terry Sabin. So those are the things I like to look. I love the X's and O's of football. I love talking football in the SEC, but those kind of stories that I, I get or I kind of look into are the ones that I like to write about. I found out later that uh, Saban went over there to talk to the Million Dollar Band because the second chair tuba player is that five-star right. from South Carolina's he brother. He, and, uh, yeah, 24-7, had him a five-star. What did Nick say the minute guy. he walked into the football facility? It's all about recruiting. <laughs> all about recruiting. Can you imagine him as a band director? Woo! <laughs> That would be uh, tough, wouldn't it? Uh, how about a misstep at the 50? <laughs> wow. Uh, Rick Carley is in the studios here at AVX. Jay Barker Show. I'm Matt. Jay and Lars are with us remotely. Can you hang around for a little yeah, bit more? We'll do, you we'll do another sports? segment. And, uh, yeah, let's do some sports. I yeah. would really, really like to, to do one more feature that, that you've done many on, and that's Joey Hale. Oh, yeah, he's great. Uh, he? and yeah. We all know and love him. Mm-hmm. If anybody's out in the public area at Caldwell Mill, it's a walk with Joey. Yeah. All right. Cool. So, uh, hey, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. By the way, uh, when we do get back, we need to know who's going to be the punt returner now that JoJo Earl. Oh, that's right. Okay. So, I, and I know, mm-hmm. in addition to all these wonderful features that you do, <laughs> truthfully, you do have a unique relationship with Saban well, that, that not that, many of us in the media have ever I don't know if he'd know who I, who I am now, but. Uh, he went fishing on his rowboat. Yeah, but he did. You know, that was years ago. So, that was uh, before Feinbaum made it big. So. Oh. Uh, All right. Uh, You're listening to the Jay Parker Show. Back in a minute. (laughs) You're listening to the Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX studios in downtown Birmingham. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option, high-intensity focused ultrasound, or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for HIFU treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHealth.com. Hi, it's Jay Barker for AVX, Audio Video Excellence. They are the premier provider for custom audiovisual design and installation in the Southeast. AVX seeks excellence in everything it does, including a superior employee experience. AVX offers employees an industry-leading salary, insurance benefits, and 401k options. AVX 
technicians also receive the highest level of certification and continue training, making it one of the most awarded and decorated companies in the industry. Career opportunities are available now for technicians in Birmingham and Santa Rosa Beach, Florida. Join the AVX team by contacting them at avxinc.com. Gary Burley here for Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. As a 10-year National Football League veteran, you can imagine my surprise being diagnosed with cancer and starting chemotherapy treatment back in 2014. I suffered from a lot of pain and offered up prayer during those days as I made it into remission. But I developed neuropathy. Anyone that suffers from this condition knows the pain is excruciating. Nerve numbness and tingling along the tissue that won't heal. I tried everything for relief, folks, until my wife suggested I call Dr. Williford of Williford Chiropractic and wellness. I called 205-909-7373 and scheduled an appointment. After three treatments, I began experiencing relief that I haven't had in years. If you're suffering from neuropathy, I suggest you reach out to Dr. Williford and his great staff at WillifordChiropracticAndWellness.com. Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. Give them a call at 205-909-7373. Balance your brain. Balance your life. Hi, it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Hi, it's Jay Barker for Siebel's in downtown Homewood, and now's the time to get your special place ready. Come in and let Siebel's design your porch with Kingsley Bait Outdoor Furniture and one of their custom swinging beds. For the great room, you're going to need their Carson Swivel Recliner. Siebel's is the number one Carson Recliner dealer in the country, and Sarah and I, we've got one, and we absolutely love it. Be sure also to check out their famous custom-made beds and bunk beds built by Siebel's and made up with some of their best linens in town. Their staff can truly put your bed together like no other store. You can also follow Siebel's and shop on Instagram and Facebook. And be sure to call or go by their special store in downtown Homewood. The number is 800-448-1962. That's 800-448-1962. And just for listening, go to Siebel'sCottage.com and order anything you want and type in Jay Barker for a special discount code. That's Jay Barker for a special discount code available only to our listeners for a limited time on The Jay Barker Show. Siebel's in downtown Homewood or online at Siebel'sCottage.com. It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There he is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's GoFan.letterC. Letter O.
there are there are a whole lot of Alabama fans that don't know the words. Oh, I mean, I, I oh, you know, the, the joke is it goes, yay, Alabama. But they know Dixieland Delight, though. Yeah, they know uh, <laughs> where to play certain words. Uh, <laughs> do, do y'all know how it got the name, Million Dollar Band? Uh, no. Uh, you know the long story? Time, yeah, a long, yeah. long time ago, mm-hmm. uh, Alabama was having a horrible season. Okay. They were getting plowed by someone. So, I mean, I think this was like in the 30s. Mm-hmm. They were getting plowed. And uh, one of the writers uh, may have been uh, Zip Newman or somebody like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alabama looked like blah, 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 blah. But the band looked like a million bucks. Oh, there you go. That's uh, that's truly how it happened. Kind of like the roll tide that it came over the the tide. Uh, yeah. That the, they washed over the team like a, a, crimson, a crimson wave or something. Crimson like that. T- yeah, yeah, right. Rick Carley uh, from WVTM-TV 13 NBC right here in Birmingham is in the studio. Jay and Lars are with us as well. We're going to talk football in a moment, but I do want to offer you the opportunity to talk about a really, really good friend of ours, um, Karen, my wife, yours, Mm -hmm. uh, Joey Hale, Mm -hmm. who has been at Publix. I I don't even know. But anyway, they have done a documentary on this young man, and his life is truly fascinating. And as about as inspirational as one can get. Yeah, uh, Joey Hale is 50 now. Uh, when he was a kid, he uh, had uh, a brain um, tumor. They uh, uh, got it out, had seven more brain operations, later had a terrible accident at a school. So he's been through a lot. Bottom line is is he works at Publix, and everybody knows him. He's kind of a famous kid. He's down at uh, the Caldwell Mill, the Valley Dale Road uh, location. But anyway, years ago, as he was getting better, uh, he was always a Lionel James fan, uh, like that Auburn great. And he thought, well, well, Lionel James invited him out to the San Diego Chargers camp. Terry Henley had a lot to do with this. A lot of Auburn folks got Joey out there. He could barely walk because he was coming back from this tumor. He had to learn to walk and talk again. Long story short, he went out there twice, uh, got some great video. Uh, now this movie is uh, detailing Joey Hale's life. It's at the Alabama Film Festival at the Alabama Theater. Uh, uh, August 28th at 2.15 p.m., I believe. So if you're looking for – I got a sneak peek a couple months ago. And uh, it's really well done. So, if, uh, you know, a local guy who's been through a lot, and uh, they made a movie out of him. So if you ever want to see Joey, uh, stop by Publix. He will bag your groceries for you. Hello, Jay. <laughs> yeah, I'm here. Yeah, I keep muting. My, I keep unmuting and muting myself on this uh, Skype. So, going back, because um, uh, Matt brought this up earlier, but um, when Coach Saban came over to your house and, and Paul and then the dinghy and everything that that particular um, yeah, yeah. event was was huge. I mean, everybody was just like, "Wow!" You know, kind of connecting to Coach Saban, seeing him in a little bit little different light. Uh, talk about that experience and and, and how that for you helped kind of grow that relationship. And and do you feel like that was something? that was important for a lot of the fans to see him kind of in that setting. Well, I'll tell you what, I can take credit with really him meeting uh, Feinbaum for the first time. So anyway, it was at my old station, and it was the first day uh, Coach had arrived. It was 2007, and Jeff Purinton was the SID back then. He's now the athletic director. Uh, my news director came to me and said, hey, can you get a sit-down interview with Coach Saban? He just arrived. He's the big guy. That would be great. Well, they kept saying, well, you know, well, I – Asked Jeff several times, like a lot of the local sports guys do. 
And I said, well, why don't we, instead of making this a sit-down, me going over there to his office or, you know, to the Crimson Room or somewhere over at uh, the Malmore Athletic Conference, how about if we do it at my place? Um, back then, we used the microwave trucks, right, Matt? And uh, I lived down in North Shelby County, and a microwave truck could hit from my house to the TV tower at a straight line of sight to the towers up on Red Mountain. Um, so anyway, uh, I got a call. I was up in New England that August, I think, in 2007, and Puritan calls and said, Carly, uh, in four days, Saban's coming over to your house for the morning show. And so I was, well, I just happened to be coming back like two days later. So I got the house together as quickly as I can. So uh, uh, I was working with Feinbaum then. We were doing a show together, Saturday night show. So he comes in, and I, I spruced up my uh, kitchen. The theory is it was called Carly's Coffee House. We'd bring a famous person in. We'd have a professional chef. We had Bernie Tamborello, I think, for uh, great Coach guy. Seven. Great guy, yeah. He was in there. So anyway, in co- walks Coach Saban with his entourage, and Puritan's there, and Cedric's there, and he walked in and i was a little nervous i mean right i mean it's nick saban walking into my kitchen so uh, we had all the cameras set up and he walked in. i said coach can i said coach can i get you a cup of coffee he said yes i said how would you like it he said black i said okay he walked into the my living room and sat down with Feinbaum for 10 minutes, and they talked, kind of, it's none of my business what they, kind of introducing themselves. But then when I got them out in between hits, they came to me about five times during the course of two hours. We'd do something out of the front lawn, he'd coach us. We'd do the dinghy, we'd do uh, another coaching segment. I found him to be really kind of like one of us. You know, he's talking about fishing, I learned that he loved the Eagles and Joe Walsh, and, you know, the concerts he's been to, uh, the lake he loves in Georgia. It's just a different kind of Coach Saban than you see. So after about three years of this, and I'll shut up here. I'm going too long here. I'm rambling. But after three years of these Carly Coffeehouse appearances at my house, um, he said, well, I still want to do it every August, but you come to my house. So we took that satellite truck right into his house, and Miss Terry let us drag cables into their living room and right next to their dog. And he, <laughs> he came down, and he took us out on the front lawn at one point. And I think Mike Doberley was with us. You know, Mike's at Fox 6, and he he – coached up Mike and taught him how to be a defensive back. So this went on six, seven years. And I think then he just, they decided to nix it. He started winning all those national championships. And I don't think they quite frankly needed local TV anymore. They went to ESPN and they went to ABC. Uh, But anyway, uh, it was a good run. And uh, I got to know him a little bit anyway, as a, as a guy that's a, a much different guy off the field than he is on the field. So it was a good run. Rick, even though you, I'm sure your relationship with Coach Saban isn't what it was, right, uh, back when you were doing these extensive segments on him, but from where you sit, what changes have you seen in Nick Saban over the years, or have you seen any? You know, I, you, I would think, I, or I believe we all evolve, right, where we, we're always sort of changing. But what, what is it about Coach Saban that is perhaps different today than back in 2007 when you first met? I think he's a little more patient, if that can be said, of of Coach Saban. I think he's a little kinder in different situations. I think he's, uh, you know, he's he's, um, experienced some moments where he just as soon forget. And I think his wife has really been the driving force on softening him up. You know, he has said and mentioned many times before that it's Miss Terry who has really harped on him to smile more to be more engaging, to be, you know, he's so competitive and he's so, 
ritualistic. You know, he gets up at seven. He has the black coffee. He has two little Debbies. He takes the dog out to go do his business. He looks at the Weather Channel. He gets in the car. He listens to the Rolling Stones, you know, Sympathy for the Devil. By the time that song's done, he's in his meeting at 730. He has grilled chicken salad for lunch. You know, every day is the same. So Miss Terry has been really doing a great job loosening him up. And case in point was just last night at the end of his news conference when again he you know uh, I, I think it was, it was somebody from al.com talked to or Cassegrain or somebody revealed that yeah he has been receiving some coaching and how to deal with the media even better than he does already and he said at the end well this is the part where i'm supposed to smile right and he kind of gave a smile yeah. walked off and he got some chuckles so what i've seen from him a little bit of softening a little bit of more playfulness with the media and uh, perhaps a, a little more uh, patience in, in, in certain situations. Now, you probably can't tell that to one of his players. <laughs> he probably hasn't softened up much on the practice field. But I think off the practice field is where I think I've noticed a little bit of a difference in him. That's Rick Carley. Can you hang till the top of the hour? Sure, whatever right. you want. All right. You got, uh, a, you got a Diet Coke? You got I, lunch? No, uh, I, I could go down here I'm street just, to I'm the kidding. bar and grab a beer. You could just finish. Look, I need to you want to play it out for No, me? I need to lose about eight pounds. So. Uh, uh, it looks like I found him. Rick Carley's in our studio. You're listening to the Jay Barker Show. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. Never miss a moment of the action. Download the free Tide 100.9 app today. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Occasionally cloudy with scattered to numerous showers and thunderstorms this afternoon and tonight. The high today, 88. Tonight's low, 72. Or tomorrow, partially sunny, a chance of widely scattered showers or thunderstorms. The high, 89. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 84 degrees in Tuscaloosa. So I'm supposed to smile and say thank you. I'm supposed to smile and say thank you. Look over yonder. What do you see? It's a little difficult to believe. <laughs> and that's Nick Saban on, on his newfound ways with the media. Rick Carley is our, uh, is our guest at the AVX Studios. Of course, we've got Lars and Jay as well. I'm going to turn it over to Jay and Lars, but I do want to ask you a question. All right. Mm-hmm. We have Alex Bauman. Mm hmm. And Andrew, Jay's son's over there, too. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, I, I guess you in the business to stay? Maybe not. What is the one piece of advice and from whom that you got that you still hold a heart on this incredibly rewarding and frustrating business? It's from my dad, outwork the next guy. It's so simple. You know, you hear it, and I know that I sound like your parents, you know, but really there are... There are people. Uh, the other thing is the other one I like is uh, 
find a job you love and don't worry about how much you are paid because if you don't really like your job, you're not going to stay at your job. Even if you're making a lot of money, you're like, hey, get me out of here. But if you love your job, now I'm one of those guys, I think I can honestly say that the business is in my blood. You know, I've been doing this for 42 years and you have to evolve. You have to figure out how to do Twitter and Instagram and TikTok and, and you know, three-quarter inch tape to <laughs> computerized, you know. So you have to evolve. But look, if I can do it, you know, anybody can do it because, you know, that's not really normal. True. Well, it's a normal Joe. So anyway, work hard. Um, be nice to each other. Uh, be a good employee. Uh, say yes to your boss instead of no, I really can't do it. They don't want to hear no. And it's just just basic stuff. So you've you've heard it. So uh, but I think a lot of those basic lessons are are true in any job that you take. Rick, who are the guys that you looked up to and maybe a mentor or somebody that you said, that's who I want to be? That's the type of broadcaster or or the type of journalist I want to be like. Probably Matt Coulter, I would think. Uh, Oh, that's a good one. Matt, I'm kidding. I'll I'll stroke you a check later. But, you know, Matt was, uh, when I was at six, Matt was at Channel 13 and he did sports. So he and Ken Last did a great job. So he was my, those two guys were my main competitors. But I don't know. When I was younger, you know who I like? A lot of people. Don't he polarizes a lot, but you know who I think is always really good is Bob Costas. I think, you know, Costas is just really good. He's, you know, as a host, as a play-by-play guy, a little bit, uh, a little bit of a wise aleck, a little bit smarmy sometimes. I like that. But he is, yeah, he, he is, he is really good. There's a local guy up in Boston named Bob Lobel. I used to kind of look up to, he was a local guy like me, but very popular, did his blooper reel. That's where I kind of ripped off the Hall of Shame uh, blooper reel. I knew Bob. From yeah. him. But, but uh, yeah, Bob's a great guy. And uh, so just, you know, there's a lot of people out there who, who do a great job. A lot of folks on the network, uh, you know, look at Vince Scully, I mean, oh. who just passed. I mean, just a man of class. And, and so a lot of folks, uh, uh, you know, you kind of, as a broadcaster or even radio, whether it's radio or TV, you kind of pick and choose. You know, the best, one of the best advice, that's advice. My dad, of course, worked hard. The best advice from my uh, wife came years ago when we were just dating before we got married and I was just starting in the business. She said, don't try to copy anybody else because I started trying to be like Lobel and trying to be like other sportscasters. She goes, just be yourself because people can see that you're not trying to be yourself. So that's another good piece of advice. Uh, again, just be yourself in the business. So, uh, so many nuggets. Lars, you want to wrap us? Yeah. Yeah, just so many nuggets of wisdom right there. Uh, I wish I would recording this and could just play it for my students. But one thing that you mentioned is, you know, you kind of always have to be reinventing yourself. If you're going to stick around for long in this business, you have to, like you said, you really you've embraced social media. Um, you've you're you've you've switched from sports to news um, you know, for me, like I've switched made, from magazine writing to book writing and to teaching. Uh, and I, I just it's so important, the, the willingness to change, because no matter what happens in our life, there's going to be change. How how have you been able to embrace that? Because so many are so many people, especially when it comes to people our age, just go into social media kicking and screaming, whereas you used it as a way to distinguish yourself from your colleagues and also as a way to really get your message out there and increase, and I hate this phrase, but increase the value of your brand. Lars, years ago in my position, it was 100% television. That's all I did, right? It was TV. Then here comes the Internet. 
Okay, here comes Facebook. Here comes Twitter. Oh, I got to learn how to do that. I got to learn how to post video. I got to learn how to put graphics on video. I've got to do these different things. Well, you learn how to do it. Okay, and of course, <laughs> also when you have kids in the house, knowing that they're going to go to college someday, you, you of course you you want to keep that job in broadcasting. But especially for your kids, Lars, I, you know, I would say evolve, do what you've got to do. You know, I've discovered this writing thing kind of late in life. I will be. 65 in December. Now, you know, I'm kind of stealing the Coach Saban thing. I mean, if I feel if my health is good, I feel good. I'll just work forever. I mean, why not? I mean, I love what I do. And, uh, you know, I don't want to, you know, retire in a month later, you know, you know, just, uh, um, you know, end it all. So anyway, uh, so uh, keep doing what you're doing. And uh, again, I would tell your students to just uh, do what you've got to do to reinvent yourself and take chances. So, look, for me, the, the writing thing, I enjoy so much. I wish I discovered it earlier in my life, quite frankly. I'd probably be pretty good at it by now. But uh, and again, maybe writing is something I do when TV goes by the wayside. I mean, they're not going to, you know, looking at me in the morning in high def, guys, is not not the most pleasant experience, you know. So at some point, I'm going to have to say, look, maybe I. I make a turn toward a different type of medium. It could be writing. It, it could be some people say, I ought to write a book. Of course, I don't know what I'd write a book about, but, uh, you know, who knows? So, collect, yeah. Collect all your features. Yeah, yeah the I features, you know, I really like features, the exactly. I, Yeah. Yeah, I, lo- I love the features, too, meaning, you know, a f- three, four, five-minute piece uh, on um, whether it's Gene Stallings, Sun John, late Sun John Mark, or whatever. But, uh, you know, reinvent yourself, uh, take a chance, and do what you got to do. Thanks for your time, Rick. We'll be back with the Jay Barker Show. Hi, this is Wes McClooney, owner of the New Balance Birmingham store. Achieving your personal best often comes down to how you feel. And when it comes to the right shoes, nothing feels better than New Balance. The fit specialist at the New Balance Birmingham store conduct an in-depth analysis of your foot size, shape, and gait, determining the best New Balance shoes for you. Experience the difference of custom fit today at the New Balance Birmingham store on Highway 280 next to Chick-fil-A. New Balance Birmingham. Your feet will thank you. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option. High-intensity focused ultrasound or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for HIFU treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHEALTH.COM. I'm excited to tell you about our newest sponsor here on the Jay Barker Radio Network. They pioneered the Chicken Finger Box and the Chicken Finger Restaurant. That's Guthrie's. Guthrie's recipes and processes are often imitated but never duplicated. Look, their sauce is probably the most copied sauce of all sauces all time. And I've known this family since my days down in Tuscaloosa. And they came over, and man, I tell you, it's nostalgic even today to see my kids going to that same Guthrie's. A great family, do so much for the community, but more importantly, provide the best when it comes to chicken fingers. Get out to Guthrie's today. I want to tell you about my good friends at Southern Assurance Group. Hi, it's Jay Barker, and look, Ken Needham has done a terrific job. Local company, 205-980-1505 is their number. That's 980-1505. Again, local, you can speak with the same team every time you give them a call. Full line of products from Auto Home, Boat Life. You'll trust them. They have a great uh, deal as far as the relationships they build with their customers and 20 years with the same company and industry. Custom approach for your insurance needs. Give them a call, 980-1505. That is Southern Assurance Group. Hi. 
Hi, it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Whether it's for lunch or dinner, head out to the Cajun Steamers, a New Orleans-style joint that serves authentic Cajun and Creole food, cold beer, and great drinks. They are known for their wide array of Cajun classics and original creations prepared in an authentic fashion. This Louisiana kitchen can have you slapping the table for more. Stop by the Cajun Steamer and sign up for your Alabama, LSU, or Auburn fan card. Eat with the Cajun Steamer while your team is on TV and use your fan card to receive a 15% discount on your entire meal. With locations in Hoover, Trustful, Huntsville, and Franklin, Tennessee, they've got you covered. Head out today to the Cajun Steamer. It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There he is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's GoFan dot letter C, letter O. WTUG HD2 Northport and W265CG Tuscaloosa. Tide 100.9 and screaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Who you are is more important than what you do. The only way that you're going to have any kind of success in your life, you have to buy into a process of what it takes to reach a goal. How can I be the best I can be at what I do? How much of your time was spent and how much was it invested in your goal? Can't do it unless you can overcome adversity because that's what makes great things great is the things that you had to overcome to accomplish them. We have about five choices in our life, and everybody has a choice as to what they want to do and how they want to do that. But if you're going to be excellent or elite, you got to do special things. You have to have special intensity. You have to have special focus. It doesn't matter what God-given ability that you have, but without the rest of it, I'm not sure you ever get excellent or elite. You have to have toughness. What does it take to break you? I don't care what circumstance you're faced with. What does it take to break your focus, to make you give in? You're tired or you don't feel like giving effort or finishing the play like you should? I'm not saying it's our goal to try to break you. It's just the way it is in football. It's going to be difficult if you're getting yourself ready to play at a high level. And just because you got beat on the last play, that can't affect the next play. That's breaking you. Your frustration is breaking you. What does it take to break you? We should help others. We should serve other people all the time. You cannot be a leader and affect other people if you're not willing to serve other people. Think of our lives as every day we should appreciate the opportunity that we have to accomplish and affect something. Earn this. Everybody made all these sacrifices for you to live. Go live a good life. Be a good father. Help other people. Accomplish something of significance. Make a difference. That would be my message to everybody here. Make a difference and help everybody's spirit in a positive way. God bless you and roll tight. Jay Barker led the Crimson Tide to a national championship in 1992. Winner of the Johnny Unitas Golden Arm Award and a finalist for the Heisman Trophy. Voted the SEC Player of the Year and was drafted by the Green Bay Packers. Also seeing time with the New England Patriots and the Carolina Panthers. He is the winningest quarterback in Alabama history. 35-2-1. Member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. 
Jay Barker brings that same championship quality and football expertise to his own radio network and show. Joining him is Lars Anderson, New York Times bestselling author, 20-year veteran of Sports Illustrated, and professor at the University of Alabama. Live from the AVX Studios in Birmingham, Alabama, The Jay Barker Show. Well, I don't like to compare players, but one thing that they, the two of those guys have in common, they're both great competitors. They might have a different personality, right? but when you get on the field and start playing, uh, they're great competitors. Uh, they prepare well. They understand what they're supposed to do. They understand what everybody else is supposed to do. They're trying to help other players on their side of the ball, you know, play better, especially with, you know, effort and toughness and knowing what to do and how to execute it. So they both do that well. They have a different personality, and they both have great personalities. But when it comes to being competitive, they're a lot alike. There you have it. Nick Saban talking about his offense, quarterbacks, wide receivers. Speaking of wide receivers and punt returners, JoJo Earl uh, broke a bone in his foot and is going to be out from somewhere to six to eight weeks. Do a dive on that and see who possible replacements are, particularly for punt returns, because obviously it's a huge position, and you got to have somebody that's a threat, but you also have to have somebody with great hands. Correct, Jay? Just like, did you ever return punts, Jay? I did in high school. In high school, I re- I did my uh, junior and senior year, and uh, I tell you, it's 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 fun, it's terrifying, and and all that put together because you hear the the, the, the footsteps coming down. You know, you're having to look up and you hear all, all those rumblings coming at you. Catch it, make sure you secure it, trying to make a play. And um, but yeah, that was it, it's it's a, it's one of those things where I was around David Meggett uh, for a long time uh, at the um, with the New England Patriots and had watched him for years. And, man, that guy is unbelievable. They'd shoot him off in, in the gun, and he'd stand back there and just catch it behind his back. He'd catch him one hand on the right, one hand on the left, and do it where he'd catch it actually with his head in front, with his hands behind him. Um, he was unbelievable. David Palmer, uh, who I played with, probably one of the best punt returners I, I've ever been around, just so electric. I mean, when that ball got punted, you remember Matt and, and Lars. I don't know if you remember much about, about David, but, man, the air would go out of the stadium, and everybody would be yelling, deuce, 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 and when the, when the punt was hit, it was like everybody this tension rise, this energy of that something great might happen, and most of the time it did. Uh, he was unbelievable as far as getting us great field position as well as scoring touchdowns in those key moments. But um, yeah, a lot to talk about with JoJo, and Newton knew that he had been injured, waiting on Coach Saban to kind of make that announcement. And they're talking about maybe a month in, it could be halfway through the season before he's back. Uh, but uh, some of these other guys got to step up. We'll talk about that here in just one second. We're presented by Top Golf in Birmingham. Get out to Top Golf. You'll absolutely love what we call it the bowling of this generation because you sit around, you watch your friends get up there and hit, and you play certain games they've got on the Top Golf screens and uh, get a chance to laugh at, at swings and celebrate others. Uh, but more importantly, just have fun with your friends, family, coworkers. Get out to Top Golf in Birmingham. Also driven by Sunny King Ford on the sunny side of the street. Go by and see Tony Russell. And all the great folks there at Sunny King Ford. All right, JoJo Earl uh, is uh, out now, uh, Lars. And I, t- I tell you, the guy that really has impressed the coaches, I think, and really has shown himself that a lot of people 
may or may not know much about, but is uh, Kobe Prentice, uh, the kid out of Calera, uh, has really had a great fall camp so far. I mean, you're just a weekend, but still has really improved. And a lot of that because of some of the injuries at the wide receiver position. Um, but they've, they've got some young players that are very talented. Uh, they're going to have to step up early in the season for them. But Jermaine Burton has been very, very impressive. Uh, the things that he's done, uh, Harold is another guy that uh, has had a few little things uh, injury-wise having to deal with, but nothing major, nothing severe. But um, they, they, you know, they, they've got the talent out there. Now it's about the chemistry, and as Coach Saban just addressed, as far as the temperament of, of uh, Bryce Young and with these receivers and how that creates great team chemistry and the things that they're able to accomplish together. But uh, JoJo Earl uh, is, is, is still a big loss for Alabama as far as what he brought to the table, not just the receiver end, but a punt return. Yeah, I mean, you could make the argument that uh, the position of the greatest concern on the entire team is wide receiver, and to lose someone of Earl's quality is, is a pretty big hit, and you, you hope that an injury like this isn't a lingering one that uh, is, is recurring. Um, and I know Coach Saban mentioned October 1st as a possible return date, and that would get him back in time for the uh, Texas A&M game. But, you know, uh, Saban, and we, we've talked about this a couple times, uh, last year, you know, he made that rare player comparison. He, he never he – always, he always prefaces – whenever he makes a player comparison, he always prefaces it by saying, I don't like to make player comparisons. But then he, he, then he said that he, he sort of uh, compared his speed to Jalen Waddell and his shiftiness and um, and just uh, you know, really suggesting that the the that the potential is that the the ceiling for for JoJo is very very high, and with Alabama already replacing seventy four percent of its receiving yardage from last year uh, because of loss of Jamison Williams, Mechie, and, and Slade Bolden, uh, this is a this is a significant hit. But but then, like you said, Jay, it's a it's an opportunity. And Matt, I don't know if you have the depth chart in front of you or not, but uh, you know who, uh, you know, Jay, Jay, Jay mentioned a player, but in your mind, where where does uh, who who steps up here and uh, and, and really uh, emerges as someone who could uh, take the take on the role of JoJo Earl, and then I believe is he was playing mostly in the slot and also re- returning punts. H back. And, and the punts is where I, I think that's where my major concern would be because I'm looking at several dip, different depth charts, and he's the only one listed on punts. Um, on the wide receiver depth chart, he is actually slotted two at the H behind Tyler Harrell. Uh, but still, he has one thing a lot. Burton, Harrell, all these other, they, don't, they have no experience in this system. So, as you just said, Lars, that's, I think, where JoJo's going to be missed. He knows what to do and where to go, when to go, and how to do it. Uh, the other guys don't. But as far as uh, returning punts, we got our uh, excellent intern. You did a little research on it. I, I think they may put Jameer Gibbs back there because he is going to be returning kicks. But you found somebody else maybe a little deeper on the roster. Uh, it's a guy named Aaron Anderson. He's a freshman this year. He comes from Edna Carr, uh in Louisiana, he returned 20 punts and kickoffs in his entire varsity career. In a televised game, he returned three kickoffs against their rival. Sounds like a another deuce, Jay. Yeah, it does. Uh, Jacory Brooks 
also, you know, he's a guy that's got experience and made some big plays uh, mid to late season last year for Alabama, really stepped up there in the Armour game as well. Uh, so he, he adds that that experience side of it to the, the wide receivers. Uh, again, Kobe Prentice um, is the name I'm kind of hearing as far as the guy that's really had an outstanding camp so far. And, uh, again, he is a true freshman as well. Uh, so, you know, they got the guys. Trayshawn Holden still there. You got, what, Christian Leary, um, Isaiah Bond, um, got ben Jones Bell, who – you know, early on uh, when, he, when he was there, I mean, everybody thought, you know, this guy's going to be, um, you know, one of the great receivers that will come out of Alabama. He, he's just had, you know, a couple of things here and there that he's had to work on and work through. But, um, you know, there is depth there. There is the, the lack of experience. Uh, Kendrick Law, also another guy that has had impressive moments at times and a guy that uh, has all the potential to be a, a really great receiver. You know, it's just these guys finding their finding their place. And, you know, but that slot receiver position and, you know, uh, wouldn't be – Surprise if they don't try to add depth like they have in the before by moving guys, maybe running back into a wide receiver position as well. So Jameer Gibbs, uh, I don't know. I mean, you take a chance on him. I mean, the punt returns, I mean, kickoff returns, a lot of those are not returned now because the way the kicks are done. Um, punt return, you know, take a chance on him getting injured is much of a, a feature back that he's going to be this year. Uh, he's had an impressive, impressive camp from, from everybody I've talked to, uh, talking about what he's going to mean for this offense coming into this year. Yeah, and you know, as uh, much as you'd have like to have a go, go ahead. I'm I'm sorry, Lars. Oh, that, that that's okay. I was just going to say that um, you know, Coach Saban in his presser yesterday, um, which I was able to watch here in the Midwest, uh, oddly enough, um, that uh, you know he said, look, the number one priority, number two priority, number three priority is to catch the ball <laughs> and make good decisions on whether or not to field the ball or let the ball go. And I know that sounds very, very simple, but uh, uh, Jay, as you know, it, it's not that simple. And um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Alabama uses, until Earl comes back, a sort of a, just a, a very sure-handed player, maybe one that's not real flashy and it does, and has, doesn't have the uh, shiftiness and, and, the, and maybe the raw speed, but maybe just, again, somebody... Uh, perhaps like a slave bolt, right? Who uh, who had very sure hands. Uh, that 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 would be my guess. But um, again, that's just a guess. Yeah, and I think too, you know, with Larry Fitzgerald coming in yesterday and uh, speaking to the team and, and addressing the process and talking about how he called balls after practice, looked at extra film uh, before practice would go out and get extra work in. Uh, couldn't have been at a better time for Alabama as far as the wide receivers to hear from one of the greatest that's ever played the game in the NFL and college and his work ethic, what he did to become a great receiver. So I know we got uh, Greg Brewer coming up next, Matt. We do indeed, and it leads me to to this observation. I talked with Greg about it this past weekend. You go to watch your, uh, in most cases, most games, you go to watch your favorite high school football team this fall, you will notice there will be one less referee on the field. We'll go into that for just a minute. After this break on the Jay Barker Show. You're listening to the Jay Barker Show live from the AVX studios in downtown Birmingham. Never miss a moment of the action. Download the free Tide 100.9 app today. 
Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Occasionally cloudy with scattered to numerous showers and thunderstorms this afternoon and tonight. The high today 88, tonight's low 72. For tomorrow, partially sunny, a chance of widely scattered showers or thunderstorms. The high 89. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 88 degrees in Tuscaloosa. On a Thursday afternoon, Matt Coulter, along with Jay and Lars Anderson, also in the studio is Alex Bauman. Uh, Alex's awesome antidotes will be coming up in just a little bit. Also, uh, Andrew Barker here. Andrew, how you doing over there? You're good. All right, you just step up here in a minute and uh, maybe uh, contribute on Alex's uh, awesome antidotes. In the meantime. Uh, let's bring on a, a dear friend of mine for 40-plus years. Greg, we're not going to go down that road how long we've known each other. But Greg Brewer was the <laughs> former director of officials of uh, the Alabama High School Athletic Association. Now he's the executive director of the Alabama Sports Officials Foundation. And Greg and I work off and on during the year on several different projects. Uh, but, Greg, first of all, how are you? Uh, is everything – you're in Huntsville. How's everything in the Rocket City today? Hey, Matt, everything's going great. We're we're doing fine and just uh, already planning on next year's uh, Hall of Fame event, you know, how that goes. And we'll have some other events going on during the year, uh, fundraising for our for our foundation. But, hey, everything's fine. And I uh, appreciate uh, you guys letting me be on the show. Didn't know there were so many people in the studio, but... Uh, Anyway, that's good. To, that's good to know. I've, I've seen and met some of them through the line, and seen Andrew play. So everything's cool. Uh, Greg, I want to cut right to it, and then we'll we'll have some fun with officiating. But uh, are we, would you call the situation critical where we are with officials, particularly at the high school level in football right now? Matt, yes, I would, and I I could spend five hours telling you why. Um, we've got a – I was on another show the other day, and I spent most of my time talking about behavior, uh, unsporting conduct, uh, particularly by fans, parents, uh, at the youth league levels, on up through the high school rank, it will really every level. And we are a critical, well, I say we, I'm no longer with the HSA, but, but I'm still part of the officiating community. We, we are short of officials um, in every sport. I mean, we're to the point now where contests are being canceled due to lack of officials or rescheduled Um and it's just it's just tough, and and so we're all of us that are, have been around officiating are just making every effort we can to recruit new officials, and it's it's tough. But I, I'm what is discouraging or disheartening to me is uh, until the sportsmanship aspect of athletics uh, gets better. We're going to continue to have a hard problem getting uh, young people in. They don't. Hey, they don't want to put up with that mess. 
And the old people, older people who are experienced, you know, they're tired of it, so they're quitting or retiring. So, you know, it's it's a it's a big deal. And um I don't know what the answer oh I do know what the answer is, I just told you, but I, I don't know how to go about getting that done and and uh you know, we'll just I don't know. I don't know. It's it's getting it's gonna be it's pretty bad. That's all I gotta say, Matt. They're getting to the crux of it, like you said. Greg, outside of the sportsmanship uh, issue, and, and as a father that had um, many athletes and watching many games, and just looking at fans and parents shaking my head, going, "What are you doing? Why are you acting this way?" Uh, from, I'm from sorry, when they I, I, um, I was saying that there's there is just so much unsportsmanlike conduct that goes on, and I said, you know, as far as the, just outside of that, what are some other reasons that you've seen from what made you and others? That got into officiating. Why do you want to get out? Other activities, some of the other things that a lot of the young people are doing. Um. Well, you know, in today's economic times, you know, normally over the years, over the years, you would, you know, when there was hard economic times, the the times were ripe for people getting into officiating because they could use the extra money. But for some reason nowadays, um, the financial aspect of it and the amount of time that it takes um, to become a good official, the study time, the meeting times, and everything that the average layperson doesn't know about, you know, you don't just go out there and call a ball game and go home as some people think. I mean, there's periods of study during the week. There's meet, uh, local association meetings during the week. And so the time element um, and not being able to get off work uh, is a big concern, uh, particularly in the sports that have, you know, afternoon games. That's why they there's a shortage there because people can't take off work anymore like they used to. And, then you know some officials. You know uh, if they're <laughs> some officials are not in it for the right reason, unfortunately, and uh, they are more concerned with with what's good for them than they are good for the program or or the kids that they're working for. And so sometimes you sit here and say, "Well, you're not paying me enough," or you know, "I'm I'm just you know I'm not getting to do what I want to do," and and therefore those attitudes don't help either. Fortunately, there's a very few people, very few officials that have that attitude. Most of them that get into it are doing it because they want to give back to the sport that they played or that they were a part of in some other uh, way and or that they just enjoy if this is a sports person. And I'll just give myself as a quick example of that. I never played a single game of organized basketball, but I was fortunate enough in my career to um, work up and get to through the high school ranks and get to do uh, have a state tournament appearance. So, but I did it because I love basketball, not because I was any good at it. But former athletes usually get into to officiating and stuff too, and the, those kind of things are just not happening right now, folks. And and um, that's that. Once again, it's discouraging. Yeah, my son is uh, seven years old and plays Little League Baseball, and the uh, behavior by parents has just been uh, uh, horrible. 
I mean, just in a word, horrible. And, uh, you know, a prominent reporter boasted about the fact that he got kicked out of his kids uh, little league baseball game because he thought the umpire made the wrong call and he started dropping the F word. And that's a, that's automatic ejection. And, and yet he thought that that was a good thing. And I, I just don't know where the collective psyche is of everyone when it comes to sportsmanship. Okay. But that's my well, I'm, little I'm with you. Yeah, I'm with you a hundred percent on that, sir. I'm with you a hundred percent on that. That's, that's um, where it all begins at the youth levels. You know, you, you start asking questions. What are we teaching the kids? Um, when by our example or lack of lack of our example, um, you know, it, it, there's 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 two kinds of athletics as I see it. There's education based athletics, and then there's competitive, non educational athletics. And the the at least in the educational athletics, when I talk about that, I'm talking about school athletics all the way up through high school and even the college, college ranks. They're all tied to education and therefore there is a there is a more control over sportsmanship in those environments than there is in the ones that are non educational based, such as your youth leagues or travel ball or AAU or whatever. And so your worst situations are coming from those areas that are not education-based, even though education-based is not perfect now, but the other ones are worse. And, you know, I used to have a role to play in my younger years, many years ago, that I was director of a local Little League program. And so I do know how parents get involved with their children, even to the degree of living their lives through their children. And so, therefore, they're so passionate about everything that happens there. Um, but they, they, they've got to understand that there's got to be a control factor. They have to control themselves. We, you know, it's, it's just a shame. We've had situations where law enforcement had to be called in to break up fights. And you see st- I see stuff on um, on the Internet where there's fights over the country that's happening teams against teams or uh, officials getting getting physically attacked. You know, 40 years ago, 50 years ago, when I first started, the, the, when people would holler at you, it was, it was not uh, personal and, and never got physical. It was just expressing disagreement with the judgments you made. And that was kind of okay. But, the the small stuff over a period of years have has led to the bigger things the 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 stuff now where if somebody hollers at you I'm gonna kill you they mean it or I'm gonna meet you outside the gate uh, I'll see you there after the game they mean it and and then of course you mentioned the language factor the the the, the cursing and so forth. <laughs> Folks, there's just no there's no place for that, but unfortunately, it's creeped in. And and I'll I'll give you one basic phrase that while I was at the AHSA, we always tried to remember that athletics and sports is a microcosm of society. In other words, 
the sports today and what's happening in sports today is, you know, obviously is a reflection and drawn from society. If you have ills in society, those ills creep into the sports. And, you know, to your point, how do we, how do we fix that? Once again, I don't know if I had that answer, folks, I'd be a millionaire giving you money every day. <laughs> um, one, just a quick follow-up, uh, and it's a, in, in a different vein here. You, you mentioned that you have a, a background in, in refereeing basketball. And um, this, this is something, this is me being a fuddy-duddy, I'm sure. But uh, when I grew up, I thought traveling is when a player takes three steps, right? The player gets, you can take two steps without dribbling. You take three, it's a travel. Now, in the NBA, how often do you see traveling that isn't called? And if you do see it, why, why, why are we, why do the referees at the, at the highest level certainly appears to me that they are consistently letting players get away with traveling? You want my, a truthful opinion, or you want just just something that's politically correct? True, truthful opinion. Come on. <laughs> that's what mm-hmm. I thought. That's why you asked the question. <laughs> <laughs> the the NBA, and I'll be honest with you, I don't watch the NBA. I don't watch much of NFL uh, or any professional baseball. But I mean, I just uh, I've been this disenchanted with them because of some of the things you're talking about right now. But the basic premise of all the professional leagues is entertainment. And so, therefore, the officials are instructed, to my knowledge, I've never been there, but I know people who have, they are instructed uh, not to make a spectacle of themselves. In other words, the game is not for them, it's for the players and to entertain the fans. And so little things like a travel uh, that you're referring to, uh, little they, trivial things is what they call it, um, they're, basic, they're basically set aside or ignored unless one team gains a real big advantage over the other. It's called advantage-disadvantage, and that, that sometimes uh, the officials can take that um, – to the nth degree, and and you know, I'm traditional. I'm old-fashioned. Uh, back in the days when the game of basketball had a lot more finesse to it than physicality, I thought the game was better. You know, and it's ironic that we're talking about this because I'm not so sure nowadays that the girls in all the programs play better solid fundamental basketball than the guys do. Um, I'm getting off your question, but I'm, I'm digressing. But it it all serves the same purpose, and so the entertainment aspect at that level, sir, is why is why you see what you see. Hey, Greg, um, very fired up about what you do with the Alabama Sports Officials Foundation and the Hall of Fame. Uh, tell people how they can get more information. You got a website or email address or something like that. We do have a, a website, Matt, and, and thank you. Uh, we're, as you know, we're doing our best to support officiating. Uh, we are not a part of the Alabama High School Athletic Association. 
Uh, I'm not saying that from a negative connotation. People just sometimes think that we're an extension of them, but we're not. So we're self-funded, nonprofit organization, and we we work hand-in-hand with the AHSA now uh, in trying to recruit officials. Uh, uh, back in November, we had um, a month of, of uh, radio promotional ads trying to recruit uh, officials statewide. And right now, going on this month, we have uh, the same thing going on in the television market statewide. And so, anyway, the way the best—I mean, you know, over the over the radio, the best way I can tell you, our website is all one word: Alabama Sports Officials Foundation. No spaces. Alabama Sports Officials Foundation dot com. And you go there, you can see everything we're doing. You can you, you can see. Uh, the scholarships we're providing, you, you can see the Hall of Fame that we uh, have uh, brought up and started and, and just completed our fourth year, Matt, you know, uh, with our inductees. And then you can see the the um, development and training of officials aspect. Well, it's all there on that website. And uh, you have the opportunity to communicate with us through the website with any questions or any offers of uh, donating or anything like that and let me tell you something those of us that are on the board or hold officers position not a single one of us makes us a penny we're donating all our time every single dollar that's donated with just a few slight exceptions um, goes to one of those uh, accounts scholarship hall of fame or uh, development of officials Every every dollar. So any and every dollar we get, we're like a, you know, I hate to say we're like a politician, but in one sense we are. We'll take a $2 donation or we'll take a $500 donation. Either way you go, we're happy to get it, and, and those dollars are put to good use. They are indeed. Greg Brewer, thank you. We'll talk again Thanks, soon. Greg. Thank you, guys. Y'all have a good rest of the day, okay? We will indeed. Alex's awesome anecdotes next. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option, high-intensity focused ultrasound, or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for HIFU treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHealth.com. Hi, it's Jay Barker for AVX, Audio Video Excellence. They are the premier provider for custom audiovisual design and installation in the Southeast. AVX seeks excellence in everything it does, including a superior employee experience. AVX offers employees an industry-leading salary, insurance benefits, and 401k options. AVX technicians also receive the highest level of certification and continue training, making it one of the most awarded and decorated companies in the industry. Career opportunities are available now for technicians in Birmingham and Santa Rosa Beach, Florida. Join the AVX team by contacting them at avxinc.com. 
Gary Burley here for Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. As a 10-year National Football League veteran, you can imagine my surprise being diagnosed with cancer and starting chemotherapy treatment back in 2014. I suffered from a lot of pain and offered up prayer during those days as I made it into remission. But I developed neuropathy. Anyone that suffers from this condition knows the pain is excruciating. Nerve numbness and tingling along the tissue that won't heal. I tried everything for relief, folks, until my wife suggested I call Dr. Williford of Williford Chiropractic and wellness. I called 205-909-7373 and scheduled an appointment. After three treatments, I began experiencing relief that I haven't had in years. If you're suffering from neuropathy, I suggest you reach out to Dr. Williford and his great staff at WillifordChiropracticAndWellness.com. Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. Give them a call at 205-909-7373. Balance your brain. Balance your life. Hi, it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Hi, it's Jay Barker for Siebel's in downtown Homewood, and now's the time to get your special place ready. Come in and let Siebel's design your porch with Kingsley Bait Outdoor Furniture and one of their custom swinging beds. For the great room, you're going to need their Carson Swivel Recliner. Siebel's is the number one Carson Recliner dealer in the country, and Sarah and I, we've got one, and we absolutely love it. Be sure also to check out their famous custom-made beds and bunk beds built by Siebel's and made up with some of the best linens in town. Their staff can truly put your bed together like no other store. You can also follow Siebel's and shop on Instagram and Facebook. And be sure to call or go by their special store in downtown Homewood. The number is 800-448-1962. That's 800-448-1962. And just for listening, go to Siebel'sCottage.com and order anything you want and type in Jay Barker for a special discount code. That's Jay Barker for a special discount code available only to our listeners for a limited time on The Jay Barker Show. Siebel's in downtown Homewood or online at Siebel'sCottage.com. It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's C. Letter O. Matter of fact, I've felt many a southern night in my life. Welcome back to the Jay Barker Show. The gang is all here, including Alex Bauman with his, I don't know why, I want to say with your excellent ad- adventures. You know, that's just a movie. Though. All right. Anyway, uh, lead it off with uh, some of your anecdotes. Uh, former NFL running back Frank Gore has been charged with simple assault. The charge stems from an altercation on July 31st in which Gore allegedly dragged a woman by her hair across a hotel floor's hallway in Atlantic City. It, didn't that just happen with a guy named Rice about 10 years ago, guys? Yeah. 
Yeah, uh, it, it's uh, not a good look, uh, that's for sure, uh, and that's putting it mild. But this is a this is serious stuff. And um, excuse me, I don't know what's happening with my laptop. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it occurred on the 59th floor of the Havana Tower of the Tropic uh, Tropicana Atlantic in, in Atlantic City, and uh, allegedly the woman was uh, not clothed. And uh, it's uh, it, it, it's bad stuff. Hey, do you have a little bit more uplifting one, Alex? Can you bring a number two that uh, doesn't really, make me want to jump off a building? It's not uplifting, but uh, the Denver Broncos have placed former Alabama linebacker Christopher Allen on season-ending injury reserve due to the same foot injury that he limited him to one game during the 2021 season at Alabama. Yeah, read that last night. So. Tough deal. I mean, injuries are popping up everywhere. Uh, JoJo Earl to to the former Alabama linebacker. He's been banged up really since Alabama, like you just said. All right. Uh, give me a number three, then we'll hit a break. Domino's Pizza has officially closed all its locations in Italy. <laughs> what the heck are they doing there in the first place? You really have to get a Domino's Pizza in Naples? Close to all of them. <laughs> How many were? Yeah, I mean, hey, Domino's, they, they tried to sell pizza to Italians, but you're not going to pull a fast one on about pizza on Italians. And, uh, I mean, th- I think uh, <laughs> this is not not surprising because uh, uh, the, the diners there in Italy, uh, yeah, this is not surprising at all. They, they prefer their local pizza. And I, I've had plenty of pizza in Rome, and let me tell you, it is – I've never had a bad pizza, a bad piece of pizza in, in a bad slice in, in Italy. Have you guys? I uh, haven't been there, so never no, I've there. never had one. Uh, so, uh, but uh, All right, uh, Jay, quickly, we'll go around the table here. Uh, what is your go-to if you're going to, you know, pick up one or order one, take out, whatever the case may be, as far as, uh, the kind of fast food version of pizza? Where do you go? Uh, I, I, I like Papa John's over Domino's, but I love Davenport's to go pick up Davenport's pizza right there oh, in Crestline. Uh, I mean, Mountain Brook Village, I mean. Yeah. And, Mars, uh, do you I, order Domino's? I, I do not. Uh, my if I have my kids, uh, they they they'll eat that up real quick. But uh, no, it's it's a place across the street from uh, AVX, and it, it's it's escaping my mind. We've Jay has been kind oh, yeah, enough, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Jay has been kind enough to order that for my kids when I when I was dumb enough not to bring food for lunch for them when they're there during the show. Um, ah, what's the name of the place? Da Vinci's. Jay? Da Vinci's. Yeah, I love I love yeah. Da Vinci's pizza. I love everything about Da Vinci's. All right, uh, where do you go, Alan? Domino's. Yeah, so my wife goes too. But if I'm going to get real, real pizza, I go to Salvatore. Salvatore! All right, we got a couple more. When we come back, you're listening to The Jay Barker Show. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. Never miss a moment of the action. Download the free Tide 100.9 app today. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Occasionally cloudy with scattered to numerous showers and thunderstorms this afternoon and tonight. The high today, 88. Tonight's low, 72. 
for tomorrow. Partially sunny, a chance of widely scattered showers or thunderstorms. The high 89. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 88 degrees in Tuscaloosa. The gang is here, including Alex. With, uh, what would this be, number three? Number three. Oh, whatever. Just in order. Now batting third, Alex Bauman. <laughs> According to the latest report from the Department of Defense Naming Commission, the price tag to rename nine military bases will be about $21 million. And their Fort Outline proposed names for facilities that are currently named for people with ties to the Confederacy. One of the bases on the list is Alabama's Fort Rucker. Wow. Mm. When is this going to end? I guess never. It's a lot of money to spend for renaming. You know, we could. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of these people that it's named after, I don't even know what they did to begin with. And I'm sorry. That makes me a bad historian. But who's Rucker? Lars, do you know who Rucker is? Uh, uh, I do not. But um, I do know it would be renamed uh, Fort Novacell after a chief warrant officer. Uh, who served in World War II in the Army Air Corps and in Korea in the Air Force and Vietnam as an Army warrior, as an Army warrant officer and helicopter pilot. But, uh, no, I don't know. And, uh, I don't know who Rucker was, unfortunately. Yeah, I, I, uh, I Nick Saban is getting a lot of write-in. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, back to the pizza thing. This, this was intriguing. I had to go look it up about that. Um so it all happened back during COVID. I mean, it was the restrictions that were put on all the restaurants there in the uh, town of Milan and other places that they said that um, they were dominating or I guess dominating. Do- they were doing well in the market. But then after that, all the, in order to survive, the pizza places had to start doing home delivery. And they weren't doing home delivery. They were just doing sit down at the time. So uh, that, that changed the landscape. And uh, that's what put Domino's out of business. Interesting. Jay, do you remember uh, a place called Godfathers? Oh, yeah. Definitely. Salvatore's, which one of the, you know, I, I really don't get pizza there, which they got great pizza, but I love their Italian. I, mean, I probably order their food twice a week from Salvatore's. And I'd say the, the, one of the best spots in Tuscaloosa, Heat Pizza. We've actually done some remotes from there, but um, I actually had uh, Heat Pizza with Braxton last week. And um, man, talk about some great pizza there in Tuscaloosa. And, 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 and Colonel Edmund Rucker uh, was the uh, person that uh, that Fort Rucker was named after, and he was a, uh, a brigade commander in the uh, Confederate Army during the Civil War. So there you have it. Hmm. All right. Back to you, Alex, in the booth. New England Patriots running back James White is retiring after eight seasons in the NFL. He's most known for his performance in Super Bowl 51, in which he counted for 139 total yards and three touchdowns, including the game-winning run-in in overtime. He set the record for Super Bowl receptions with 14 in that game. Yeah, special player. Um, I remember him at Wisconsin and uh, thinking that he'd be probably just a good sort of change of pace back in the NFL, but... Uh, for a stretch there, he was the, the 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 lead back for the Patriots, and obviously played a critical role in in 
in the greatest comeback in NFL history. I mean, that's what you got to call the the Patriots win, given the stakes and and uh, and and you know scoring the winning touchdown in that game. I think uh, cements his legacy. I want to see if you've got one more. I do. Uh, Seattle Seahawks head coach Pete Carroll announced Geno Smith will start the team's first preseason game, and he said it's going to take some time to name the starting quarterback. Geno Smith. Geno Smith. Y'all remember where he went to school? Yeah, former West Virginia player, uh, picked by the Jets, and now he's been he's kicked around to several teams. Look, if Geno Smith is your starting quarterback, you're essentially tanking and you're going for the number one overall pick. Uh, I, I just uh, I don't see Seattle being very competitive this year, especially if Geno Smith is their uh, starting quarterback because he's, he's proven absolutely nothing in the NFL. Talking about quarterbacks. He's uh, proven. Step- Go ahead. No, I was just going to say he's proven he can hang around for 10 years. Go ahead, Jay. Yeah. No, I'll just say that one of the stories we have not hit on today, Brady – uh, is now uh, has, has gone away for personal to deal, to deal with some personal uh, things or issues. That was one of the lead stories today on the NFL. Uh, they uh, Bulls, the uh, coach, they talked about. So this is something they talked about before training camp started, and uh, a lot of this time because he wanted to get in and get chemistry with the guys. Go through two weeks of training camp, knowing he wasn't going to play the first two games. He didn't want to take away rep, reps from Blaine Gabbert and Kyle Trask, as well as Griffin, Ryan Griffin, uh, going into these next two games, knowing it's something. He needs to handle. So uh, Tom Brady take a little break away. He had some time off for his birthday. Um, I guess he kind of gets to pick his own schedule. And I think he's earned that right. <laughs> yeah, he does. There's uh, there's Tom's schedule and then the team schedule. Uh, yeah, so Geno Smith, Matt, as a starter, 13 and 21 uh, in the NFL. Uh, don't <laughs> that that's probably about uh, he'll he'll maintain that same winning percentage with the with the Seahawks if indeed. They go with Smith and and not Drew Locke, who I, I thought they were going to pick Drew Locke, frankly, but um, maybe not. How many years has Smith been in the NFL, Lars? If you've got the bio right in front of you. Uh, well, I actually don't have the bio right in front of me, but let me see. Uh, here. There I go asking questions. I don't know the answer. <laughs> he has been in the NFL one, two, three, four, five, six, eight. He stuck around eight years, yeah. Um, he has attempted a grand total of 1,006 passes and uh, completed 58%. Uh, 34 touchdowns, 37 interceptions. I mean, hey, I, you got to hand it to a guy. If he can stick around that long in the NFL, you obviously have some talent. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, guys, tomorrow on this very program, Wade Boggs, Hall of Fame baseball player. Y'all have a great day. Have a great day. Hi, this is Wes 